a lot of cliches are being thrown around right now. Eh, hindsight's 2020. Hey, we had to learn some things to protect public health. But when it comes to revaluating all of those lockdowns, those mandates, those shutdowns, those restrictions, for a little while, this became something that was ideologically driven and an ideological conflict and maybe even partisan. But the more we look back, the clearer that picture becomes, I think the less that it is partisan or ideological. What did we learn and what can we never do again? I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for spending part of your weekend with us here on American Viewpoints. And every once in a while, you get a guest where you just don't need to list the credentials because everybody knows who she is. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Naomi Wolf, thank you so much. Um, interesting uh, book that you've got out here. This really caught my eye. It's called The Bodies of Others, The New Authoritarians, COVID-19, and the War Against the human, a lot of very powerful words there. I want to get into that in just a moment, but thank you so much for being on the program. Thank you so much for having me. I want to refer back recently, you were on Tucker Carlson's program to talk about your book and talk about what you found. Very powerful words, like I was saying, you're referring to fascism and authoritarianism. And a lot of people are saying, listen, we didn't know what we were dealing with. We had to do whatever we had to do in order to protect public health. Now, there's a lot of conservatives that are going to be right there with you saying this was authoritarianism. And the debate for a while was the give and take, the return on risk in this case, a return on, I don't want to say investment, but a return on government power that was exercised. When you use words like fa uh, fascistic tyranny, what do you mean by that? And why choose that label for, for the way that this was approached across the country? Sure. Great questions. Um, well, first, I don't see this as conservative versus liberal at all. It happens that in our country, the United States, it was a you know, left-wing administration for whom I'm embarrassed to say I voted that rolled out the most tyrannical part of this tyrannical power grab. But if you look all over the world, this is happening at a meta-national level. It is a global script. Um, we've identified some of the bad actors behind the global script, but you see the same policies, the same sound bites, the same um, manipulations and propagandas in, in Canada, uh, which is run by a liberal WF puppet, basically, Justin Trudeau. You see the same in Britain that's run by a conservative, Boris Johnson. You see the same in Australia that was till recently run by a conservative party, uh, Scott Morrison's. Um, and, and you see them in China, which is run by communists. So this we have to kind of get snap out of the kind of hypnosis of left versus right and realize that this is a global war against humanity and it's a global war against the nation state, but particularly for us in the United States, these people want to kill off our Western culture and our American culture, and they're especially targeting our children. Um, so why do I use words like tyranny? Well, just, uh, it's not rhetoric. It's just literally true here in America. Um, I'm, I'm, I live in New York State. It's been under emergency law, you know, renewed every 30 days since the start of the pandemic. Um, in emergency law, anything can be done to you and, and was. Emergency law is what justified uh, the, the, the shutting of businesses, the closing of houses of worship. Um, and so as long as we're under emergency 
emergency law, tomorrow you can see, you know, the World Economic Forum's mercenaries at the end of your driveway, or you could see other mercenaries, you know, coming in over the border from Canada, or you could see, you know, the the force, you know, people being forced to stay in their homes, as in China, emergency law takes away all the checks and balances of civil law. And, you know, again, on the federal level, uh, President Biden extended emergency powers, again, for the eighth time in April, barely any news covered it. But this time, as opposed to earlier times, um, the the terminus point is open-ended. There is no terminus date. So we are literally no longer living under a democracy. And 28 states now are also at a state level under emergency powers. So this is no joke. It's very, very serious. And people need to wake up and realize that, you know, we're at war. You know, we didn't choose it, but a new kind of war is being waged against us. And not by another power. In this case, for the first time in history, it's a war against the the human race to, to crush the human advantage. The book is called The Bodies of Others, The New Authoritarians, COVID-19, and the War Against the Human. The author, Dr. Naomi Wolf, joins me right now. Dr. Wolf, let me follow up on the culture aspect of that. Obviously, you do your career has been so much writing on culture and perspective. One of the things I noticed that uh, you know was different, people started reacting and getting, I think, really taking note of what was happening around the world, is when countries who resemble us in Western civilization, Western culture, started adopting these tactics of China, of old Eastern Europe. And all of a sudden, cultures that we always identified with suddenly were very authoritarian. Does that have anything to do with the shakeup that uh, we have when it comes to, oh my goodness, wait a minute, government's not supposed to do that to us. That happens in other countries. Right. I mean, I, I think it's, you're, you're right to notice that it, you know, Australia is supposed to be a democracy. Britain is supposed to be a democracy. Uh, Canada, right? Nice. Those nice Canadians over the border. They they cannot enter or leave their country if they're not vaccinated. Unvaccinated people can't um, can't can't get on public transportation. Right. These are this is beyond authoritarian. And even in our own country, I hear horror stories uh, every day um, that, you know, kids in college are if they test positive with a faulty PCR test. And I've got a chapter in the bodies of others on having gone to a PCR lab and being shown how those tests don't make any sense at all. Um, You know, this, this poor kid in college was locked in a quarantine facility in an American university, not allowed to see anyone for 10 days. Um, You know, I, I know people I love who are basically locked in their rooms for the first two weeks of college, not really allowed out. Meals were delivered to them. I mean, this is, this is a psychological torture that we're absolutely normalizing. And yes, it's happening in, in lockstep because look, you know, the democratic nation state is annoying to people who want to hold all the power. And there's really only been a Western democratic nation state you know, with with the idea of universal citizenship since about 1848 in Western Europe. And our own universal citizenship, you know, isn't that long ago. I mean, women got the vote in 1920. um, And, you know, African Americans only became citizens in 1865. So these ideas are not that old. And they've never been helpful to people who want all the power. And so this is, this is the the global elite saying, okay, we've had enough of the nation state where we've had enough of democracies. We're going to make them democracies in name only. Well, you mentioned a lot of the, uh, those that uh, you're blaming, you mentioned nation state and you name names in the book. So let me, in the last couple of minutes, we've got 
get right to the point of, okay, where do we go from here? We want to preserve our democratic process. We want to preserve our individual freedom. What is it that we can do, at least here in the United States, to push back and say, no, never again, because the argument is still, but this is to protect your health. We had to exercise this authority. I mean, you know, it's the data are in that that's nonsense. And I I walk readers and the bodies of others through example after example of how that's nonsense. Um, Never before has an infectious disease been dealt with by keeping healthy human beings apart from other healthy human beings. Never before in a free Western nation has assembly been restricted. You know, that happens in places like North Korea or in the West, in the Warsaw ghetto, right? So the data are in uncontestably that locked in states and nations did no better in terms of this medical crisis than states that were fully open like Florida or largely open like Sweden. The data are in that masks make almost no difference except what they do do is strip our poor children of 21 IQ points because of the uh, restricted social interaction. Um, And that's the difference between normal and a genius or normal and like learning impaired, right? In either direction. Um, The data are in that uh, the PCR tests, as I mentioned, are are nonsense. And I explain that. I mean, that's that's well known by now, but they still PCR test nonetheless. Um, I do a whole, like we can't even verify how extensive this pandemic has been or if it's been extensive at all, and I know that sounds radical, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm saying it's unverifiable. And I have a chapter called The Unverifiable Pandemic because those platforms that everyone was referencing, all the media, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, you know, the Johns Hopkins uh, COVID map, the uh, COVID-19 tracking COVID map, those were all, don't have the, the data sets linked. And, and I'm a t- tech CEO, and we build dashboards out, out of government databases that, you know, that's the same product. And literally, if you, you can do anything with a database, you can do anything with a database if the raw data sets aren't linked, you can count anything. And, you know, there there's no way to check it. So none of those dashboards are verified to be based on state level government health data, which is the only data set that matters. And if you look at how they count, they do all kinds of funny things. Like to this day, probably, but certainly as the time I was writing the Johns Hopkins dashboard, which everyone cites, as I mentioned, they they count the total cumulative of everyone who got infected ever for two years as if it's happening today. And they show that number. Um, and if you don't read the fine print, you think that's how many people are infected today. Um, they do other sneaky things like um, <laughs> they stop counting during a holiday. Uh, which is absurd because it's not human beings counting, it's machines, there's no reason to stop. And then they start up again after the holiday. And so they get a spike because they're counting events that happened over the holiday. So with that spike, the media claim, oh, look, you infected grandma because you went to see her over Thanksgiving. Yeah, we had all sorts of arguments over the uh, data. Uh, What do you make of the people who kind of said, you know what? I don't want to be selfish. I better listen to what these leaders, I mean, they're the leaders, so I better follow them. What have we, if anything, learned from this on kind of a macro level? Yeah, I mean, honestly, shame on Americans, you know, and shame on New Yorkers. I mean, I know people are working really hard and they're afraid. 
and people were bombarded. Like my mom, who lets me use her as the test case as a smart, educated woman who was just bombarded with fear porn that was not true from the New York Times and from CNN and all of her trusted sources, PBS, NPR. Um, I follow the money flow and I show how these news outlets were corrupted by millions of dollars from the Gates Foundation, which has invested in vaccines and Microsoft makes the vaccine passport uh, all the way to the CARES Act, which sent a billion of our tax dollars to buy off media with, quote unquote, COVID education. But, you know, people like her were terrified with fake numbers um, into complying with anything. And I know it's hard to seek out other information sources. And honestly, a lot of us with, you know, the actual data were deplatformed in silence. So it was hard to find us. But really... Americans and, and smart people should by now know that pharma doesn't always tell the truth, that, you know, there have been horrible medical mistakes like thalidomide and silicone breast implants and, um, gosh, not, you know, people not washing their hands in the 19th century when they helped women give birth and, you know, on and on, uh, and, and to be skeptical and critical. And, and instead people were hypnotized into this uncritical state, which I address in the book of simply quote unquote, following the science as if they could not engage in critical thinking and also shame on them because as badly informed as they were by top, top quote unquote authorities, including our president who horribly lied lied to the American people and implied that those of us who are unvaccinated would kill our loved ones, you know, and endanger our communities. There's no evidence that vaccination affects transmission or infection at all. Um, they, they lied about that, but, but people went along with the lies and created, and they went along with a two-tier discrimination society, exactly like Jim Crow, you know, exactly like laws that discriminated against Jews in Germany. And I'm Jewish and I'm the granddaughter of someone whose family was wiped out in the Holocaust. I don't say this lightly, but they are the same kinds of restrictions, the same kinds of otherizing um, as in these other times historically. And Americans went along with it. So we have to look ourselves in the mirror. Whatever lies we were told, we didn't do critical thinking. We A lot of us went along with it. We are visiting with uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf. The book is called The Bodies of Others, The New Authoritarians, COVID-19, and the War Against the Human. Uh, well, let me ask you about the, I think you mentioned the critical thinking. I think there's a lot of people who say, well, yeah, that was really bad, but they had the best of intentions. They swung, they missed. Maybe we've learned it won't happen again. And what I'm hearing you say is, no, there was a bigger picture to this. And a lot in a lot of cases, it may be not the mayor, maybe not the uh, governor, but in many cases, people knew precisely what they were doing. Am I hearing this correctly? Yeah, no question at all. And in case, you know, there's not enough evidence in the bodies of others, I think there's abundant evidence. Um, I want you guys to look at dailyclout.io, you know, my news site, because we have 3,000 volunteers um, convened by the War Room and Daily Clout. Uh, researchers who are highly credentialed, uh, they're doctors and nurses, they're biostatisticians and medical fraud investigators and lab clinicians, and they're going through the Pfizer documents, the 55 documents released under court order. Um, and what they're finding is that going back a year and a half, Pfizer and the FDA and the FDA knew that the mRNA injections harmed kids' hearts 
uh, and didn't tell us for five months, um, as Dr. Chris Flowers has, has uh, confirmed and, and explained on our site. Um, they knew that the, there were that for over 42,000 adverse events in the first three months, 1,200 deaths, four of the people me, died on the same day they were injected. They knew that polyethylene glycol in the mRNA injections causes anaphylactic shock um, and has never been used like that before. And, 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 you know, people are allergic to it. They knew it was an allergen. They knew it was causing people to break out in horrible red hives, which has mystified doctors. Um, BioNTech knew and told the SEC that one side effect of their injections and the Pfizer injection is fainting so hard you can hurt yourself. They told the SEC that, but the CDC and the, F and the FDA didn't tell us that. Pfizer didn't tell us that. And people are fainting around the world. They're collapsing on football fields and athletic fields and soccer fields. They're collapsing on camera. And, you know, again, doctors are mystified. So, uh, uh, and, and lastly, you guys have to take a look at the latest findings on dailycloud.io. They knew that the mRNA and the lipid nanoparticles, which are hard fatty casings, um, and, and the spike protein, that they knew that these materials traversed all the membranes in the human body. They're designed to. So they knew that they traversed not only the blood-brain barrier, which explains or could explain a lot of the strokes and you know embolisms and thrombotic events we see in the Pfizer documents, but they knew that they also traversed the amniotic membrane. So the, these hard fatty casings and, and spike protein and things that have never been introduced into the fetal environment are in the the amniotic fluid and and they knew that there were side effects and they're right there in the in the documents um babies are failing to thrive there's discoloration with four women's breast milk turned blue green after vaccination babies are having gi distress and agitation because there's polyethylene glycol in breast milk now it's it's a petroleum derivative. They knew all of this and they knew about a baby die off of the 36 women who's pregnant women who were in the uh, internal Pfizer documents, 28 of them lost their babies. And we're now seeing in Scotland, in, uh, in Canada and in Israel, doubling the number of stillbirths and fetal neonatal deaths in Scotland, we're seeing 34% uh, higher rates of spontaneous abortion miscarriages stillbirths among vaccinated women than unvaccinated in Israel. And we're seeing um, 86 babies died in uh, a, a few months in Ontario, Canada versus a baseline of five or six. So there is a baby die off. I wrote a Substack about this that got 100,000 views before I was, you know, deplatformed from Twitter permanently uh, again. And, um, you know, people have to wake up. They knew. So I don't know who these monsters are or why they're doing this, but just like in 1933, some of my forebears looked around and said, okay, I don't get this. I don't understand it. I've never seen it before, but I'm getting out of here and I'm going to fight back you know, from a safe place. Um, we have to realize that these people knew and carried on harming us and lying to us. And they're doing it to this day. They're trying to inject under fives to this day knowing this record of harms and damages. They're still telling pregnant women to, to take this mRNA vaccine. And, you know, literally the record is clear in their internal documents that it hurts babies and it hurts mothers. You can find the book, The Bodies of Others, The New Authoritarians, COVID-19 and the War Against the Human at Amazon.com. Uh, Dr. Wolf, uh, what's the uh, website where people can uh, get in contact with you? 
Uh, they can find me at dailyclout.io. Please do support the volunteers if you think their efforts are valuable. I think they're so valuable. Um, but also you can find me on Getter at Dr. Naomi R. Wolf. And please do order the bodies of others because um, I've been canceled and deplatformed time after time after time. It's number one on Amazon or it was overnight, uh, but it, it takes word of mouth to make sure that, uh, you know, it, it doesn't get canceled um, along with uh, a lot of the documentation that I've presented. So thank you all for listening. All right, Dr. Wolf, thank you so much for being on the program. Thank you. Take care.